Hounds. Welcome to episode 26 of Things That Go Bump in the Night. We've got a lot of decent news to talk about today. I'm obviously joined by my co-host, Chris. How you doing, dude? Man, I went to Southend at the weekend, and it was bloody awful. It was just yeah. heaving with people. Yeah, mate. Heaving yeah. with South people. Oh, hello, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just, it was just while you were talking, I was just thinking... Because I was thinking, oh, God, I'm so hot. And it was so hot at South End. And, you know, we noticed that there's just there was just an abundance of Speedos and bikinis, more than usual. Really? Right? Yeah. And I, and, I, and I worked out, it's obviously it's because people can't go abroad. So they've oh. just they've just crammed into South End. Good point, yeah. And, like, there was people, you know, that very short strip where they've got palm trees? There were, yes. there were, there were girls taking selfies in front of that. Of course there was. And I'm, I'm just thinking... Mate, South End, not bloody Los Angeles. <laughs> see it everywhere now, man. You see it everywhere. It's crazy. Oh, yeah, it yeah. really is. The last time, time... In the arcades, though, that was good. Sorry, say that again. You have a good time in the arcades, though. Oh, are the arcades all back open because the last yeah, time I went down there, they're all closed. All open. No one's social distancing. No one wearing masks. Honestly, me and my family were the only ones wearing masks of in the in the uh, arcades. And on the streets, you know, oh, you, you want people to break out and have a good time, but the vast majority of people weren't even attempting to stay out of each other's way. No, you've seen it, man. I think as like, as this is getting kind of, I mean, can we say it's getting towards the end, you know, but as, as we're getting closer to it. Yeah, I mean, say. it was the same when I went to, I mean, Hastings was even worse. Didn't even get out of the car. We just drove and found a quiet right. beach somewhere else. Right. But the thing with South, you know, really don't want to ruin anyone's fun and everyone's, you know, desperate to get out. But just you've got to be sensible. You know, if you see a big crowd of people, steer clear. There's plenty of beach. Go. Well, you know. do you know what? Right. This is so, as you know, I'm a massive um, theme park fan, mainly uh, Disney and Universal in America. Right. And the especially the, the California parks, which are. They're smaller and not as popular as, say, the Florida parks, right? Everyone knows the big Florida parks. I'm a big, big fan of the California parks. And I know that today, as of this recording, June 15th, the restrictions in California have basically all been lifted. So you can go back to whatever. And I was watching a a guy on YouTube that was um basically saying about what's changing and everything like that. And, uh, you know, he doesn't work for Disney. And he said that he said that even though there's no social distancing and accusing that, he was like, that does not give you license to stand right up next to me. He's like, this yeah. has got nothing to do with a pandemic. Just give me a couple of feet of room, please. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true, though, isn't it? It is yeah, this definitely. thing that, like, people do. I don't know what that is, why people feel the need to, like, cram in and get so close to each other. And uh, I don't. Yes, it's weird, man. That's got nothing to do with a pandemic either. Just give me some space. Yeah. Come on. Crazy, dude. All right, man. Let's get into some horror news. We've got a few big stories, actually. I'm going to say they're all pretty big stories. And we are kicking off with one that when this news dropped about a week ago now, you sent me a message and you said, we're recording soon, right? Like, Scott, please, this is the first story. This is the first story. Of course it's going to be the first story. It's huge news. I am talking about that Rob Zombie has officially confirmed that he will be directing a remake of 
the monsters. So, Chris, we haven't actually spoke about your feelings towards this. What are your feelings towards this? My feelings are this, Scott. I really love the Munsters. I've always loved it more than the Adams family. It was the one that, you know, I know I don't know which one come first. It was probably the Adams family. But when I was growing up on terrestrial TV, it was just that the Munsters were the ones that we got. And I, and I, I really have, have a good love of that old uh, program. Um, love the silliness of it. I love Rob Zombie's horror films. I've, I've dropped out of a few of his more recent ones. Um, but I'm a big, big fan of his horror films. Yeah, I am. I am. The problem I have is, can you necessarily mesh those two together? Now, as far as I could be completely wrong, but as far as I'm aware, Rob Zombie hasn't done a comedy. No, no, he hasn't. What? So, so this is I... this is most people's concern, right? When this news dropped, most people was like, "How does Rob Zombie's really down, gritty, graphic?" style of horror play into what was a family sitcom yeah now i don't think it's going to because rob zombie has done quite a few interviews where he has said that his favorite program growing up was the monsters and he absolutely mm. loves it i don't think he's going to change that i don't think we no, i think you i think you do it right yeah i do i he's got He's got so much love out of anyone I've ever seen speak about this. He probably speaks about it with more love and care than anyone I've ever heard. So I don't think he's going to go in and ruin it purely because he doesn't want to see that, right? I don't yeah. think it's going to be this like a Halloween situation. I don't even think yeah. that's bad because I like Rob Zombie's Halloween purely from the idea of a lot of people said, well, you know, this is completely different from what John, different, John Carpenter yeah. did. Well, yeah, but. So it should be, because what you're going to do, try and do what John Carpenter done? What's the no point, point in that? No, you, you can't improve on that, right? You Scott, Scott we know your feelings on John Carpenter doing what John Carpenter did. <laughs> I I love John Carpenter's Halloween. I love John Carpenter's Halloween. It's just that fucking, yeah, that new one. Let's not, <laughs> Let's not get into that. But um, but yeah, no, I I think this is, yeah, I think this is going to go... Somewhere quite interesting, mm. and it's either going to, for me, it's either really, really going to land, or it's just going to fall flat on its face. I don't think there's any in between here. No, no, because that's the he's obviously a brilliant candidate to do it because of his love for it. It's just, can he? Has he got the ability to do funny? Yeah, that's true. It's a very, it's a very innocent, innocent program, isn't it? It's, it's um you know they're all monsters well but one uh, but you know it's not a um there's no there's no malice to it whatsoever i actually find it more lighthearted than the adams family yeah yeah should we talk about the have you seen the cast list for this yeah well sherry moon there's obviously. a surprise obviously plan lily that's no surprise right well I would have been surprised if she wasn't in it. Good point. Yeah. And then Jeff Daniel Phillips. Who is Daniel Herbert. Phillips? I'm looking at his face. It rings a bell. His face rings a bell? Well, he was in his last film, wasn't he? I know he was in Free From Hell. And, um, Lords, of, and Lords of Salem. Hold on. Yeah, let's have a look. Was he in Lords of Salem? Yeah. Okay. So he's done, he's done quite a few horror things. He was in a film called uh, Satanic Panic. 
yep. which was pretty good a, f- a few years ago. And then, yeah, various smaller horror properties. A couple of episodes of Westworld. He, he's the kind of person to me who most people aren't going to know his name, but you'll see his face and you'll think, I've seen him in stuff. Oh, definitely. Definitely. That's, that's exactly that's exactly who. Like I said, off the top of my head, I could pull 31. I know he's in 31, but uh, not 31, sorry. Um, Free from Hell. So I, I knew he was in that, but the um, yeah, the rest of it, I, I just had to double check on. The rest of the cast list, though, two names that really stand out to me. Richard Brake, who I'm a big fan of, again, from Free from Hell and 31, lead character in 31. Um, recently popped up in The Mandalorian as well, for you Star Wars fans out there. And this is the one that I really like. Cassandra Peterson, better yeah. known as Elvira. I mean, what do you think of that one? She's perfect for it, isn't she? Well, here's right. Here's something. Have you ever seen any of those films? The monsters films or the no, Elvira the films? the Elvira films? Yes. Now yeah. the fact that she's in this, and Rob Zombie is a ginormous fan of hers as well, yeah. and her films. They're all comedy. They're a very certain type of that's, comedy. That's true, yeah. That's true. Now... She could be the anchor for the whole thing. I I think she will. I think she will, because here's why. The Munsters, very, very family-friendly. Yeah. Rob Zombie, not very family-friendly. The Elvira yeah. stuff... The exact opposite, really. Yeah, the exact opposite. You couldn't get further. The Elvira stuff kind of walks a thin line between them both because there's obviously the the more sexual gags that appeal to an older audience but they're not completely outrageous where they wouldn't work for like a teen or i would say they're probably even more geared towards a teen audience yeah i reckon that could be the balance yeah no i agree it's the the kind of comedy that like a uh well, a 13, 14-year-old yeah. would, would yeah. enjoy. I think that's what we might get. I also think that if this does well, I'd really like to see a series of it as well. Because I'm I think surprised I, this wasn't a series. Yeah, me too. I mean, I... To be honest with you, I don't even know if I've seen the Monsters films. I, you know, I love the series. And I assumed this was a series first off. Um, perhaps they're Rather than commissioning the whole series, perhaps they're thinking an hour and a half film and see how it does. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited for this just because it's one of those that is it can just go so many different ways. But like I said, I don't think this is gonna land in the middle. I don't think this is gonna be. I'd be shocked if it's mediocre. I think this will either be flat, like a full flat on your face, or yeah. Like they're gonna smash it out of the park, and it, it's just gonna work. With something like this, the other the other big danger is you're gonna get he's gonna find himself walking a tightrope between having all these new people come in, say, "Wow, what's this? It's fantastic! I love it," and then all these old hardcore fans saying, "Well, that's not right, and that shouldn't be like that." And do you know what I mean? You're always gonna yeah, you're always gonna get that. I mean the the you know the less said about those type of people the better mm. because the the idea of watching something purely to complain about how it's not the original 
Yeah. That I never understood that man. Just go and watch the original. If like you were not the original going hasn't gone anywhere. Right, exactly. It's not ruining the original. I hate that idea. The the idea of like, oh, you've ruined my childhood. No, you haven't. Well, it's like it's if, still there. This is a, a very slight segue, but have you seen the the apparent recent uproar on uh, Kevin Smith's new He Man? Oh, I haven't seen that before, but I saw so, the trailer drop. Yeah, so the you know the trailer with "I need a hero" yeah. all that. Uh, Mark Hamill doing his uh, Skeletor. That's kind of a cross between Joker and Skips from regular show. Yeah. Um, but there's there's a, apparently there's all this uproar because of um, because of being accused of being overly woke is the worst that's being used. Oh man, we're going to get and, into that in a bit. And uh, the accusation being that the, the women characters are outshining He-Man. Yeah, we're we're gonna get on to those fucking people. I mean, obviously, I I mean, I, I watched the trailer, and I I didn't pick up on that at all. No, because it's not a problem for you. <laughs> That's why you didn't pick it up because it's not you're not scared of women shining as much as men do. Or you're you don't need to see women portrayed as purely outrageous sexual objects, even in a kid's fucking cartoon. That's why you didn't pick up on it, Chris, because your brain don't work like that. The reason these <laughs> fucking like I I just can't stand these people. Like, well, you see um... it all the time. You see it in the comic book world, right? You see it where yeah. new comic books come out, and finally, over the last five years or so we're starting to get a lot of a very, very good representation of, of comic book writers and artists at yeah. major companies. And now you're seeing that especially the female characters are being portrayed differently. Now that definitely is a problem for me because actually as someone that grew up with very strong female connections with, you know, the people I idolized growing up it was my mum and my nan and people like that. So for me being a comic book fan and reading it and seeing the way women were portrayed in comics with these outrageous body types and these ridiculous outfits and stuff like that never made sense to me. Mm, so yeah. the fact you've got, you, you have the, these, you know, 50 year old men that, that live in a fucking basement somewhere that are just complaining about, mm. Why, you know, why is this outfit changed? Why is that? You know, we got it with um, with a Birds of Prey film yeah. where it was like, well, where's Harley Quinn's hot pants gone? Where, where's all this gone? And it's like, oh, that's like, that's what makes it a good film or not for you? Yeah. Like, yeah. That's ridiculous, you know, because you're not complaining about the Suicide Squad film where she was in the hot pants, despite that film being god awful. But you're complaining about Birds of Prey because she's not in skimpy outfits yet she's a complete badass in that film and that's a great film like birds yeah. of prey is one of the best dc like films of the modern era so the idea that oh no we can't get on board with it because of what she's wearing like get the fuck out of here man like if yeah. you actually ever actually had a conversation with a woman in your life ridiculous yeah. Do you know what I'm, I'm 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 literally the exact opposite of that comment because i can remember when suicide squad come out i actually thought when I saw her, I actually thought, well, where's the Harlequin costume and Big Hammer? <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I agree. I agree, yeah, because you do get a glimpse of it, don't you? You get yeah. you get a glimpse of it in the film. And I was like, oh, that's really fucking cool that they're, they're you know, At there's that the idea. To it. But yeah. But the, the... What, what, was, um, what was really good was Kevin Smith's uh, put down to all of this. 
on Twitter, he said, if by woke, folk means the female characters have agency, then Revelation, which is the He-Man title, is exactly as woke as the cartoon to which our series is a spiritual sequel. Yeah. Because in the original, Teela and Evil Lynn were in every episode fighting alongside He-Man and Skeletor, and Sorceress is more powerful than all of them. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, the, no. this is this is the most ridiculous. We're we're gonna we've got a a Neil Gaiman property that I am a massive fan of that we're going to talk about oh, in yeah. a little bit. And uh, I don't know if you've seen the backlash to that, but um, we're getting to I that. I haven't. No, oh, it's ridiculous. Right. Yeah, crazy. Right from one very famous property to another, we've got some images that have come out of Jurassic World Dominion. Now, these images are from a sequence in the film that is that takes place 65 million years ago during the Cretaceous period. So we're actually going to see some flashbacks of the yes. Cretaceous period and with dinosaurs that look a lot more like the way science believes they look now than, you know, when the original Jurassic Park film comes up. Yeah. This kind of threw me for a loop i wasn't expecting this what do you think yeah I, I never i never would have sorry can you hear the ice cream van in the background i can it's hot it's hot <laughs> it's man. very Everyone it's very hot but you, but you see what i mean i've got the window shut and you can still hear it and you can still hear it yeah. i am having my windows replaced but um yeah <laughs> yeah i well the thing i i never would have thought of it to do that but then i'm thinking well where else can they go with this? Yeah, They've yeah, done just about anything. And I'll be honest with you, I really I really liked the original with the new ones. Um, the first one, that? Jurassic World. Yeah. Jurassic World. Really liked that. Yeah, I did. Really enjoyed I did, it. Yeah. But for whatever reason, not intentionally, I haven't seen uh, the second one. Lost Kingdom? Last Kingdom? Fallen Lost King. Kingdom. Fallen, Fallen Kingdom. Fallen Kingdom. Kingdom. I've not seen it. And it's not because I didn't like the original or I've avoided it. Just haven't yeah. Seeked it out, if you like. Yeah, yeah. I, I do. I want to. I want to watch it. What really caught my eye about this was that Sam Neill's going to be in it. I don't know if he was in the last one, but uh, no, I don't think he was. Jeff Goldblum had a, a small yeah. role in the last one, but I believe they're all back for this, right? Yes, that's Isn't right. Isn't yeah. Laura Dern in this as well? Yes. Man, yeah, that's yeah. fucking awesome. She hasn't been back since. Did she have a little bit in? She had a little she was bit in the Lost second, World. The yeah, the but only for a little bit, right? She had a little cameo so, yeah. in the Lost World where, but yeah, basically she was at the start and then I think pops back up at the end. But yeah, man, I mean, cast list that, the fact that we've got the original three back. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for this. I'm all for where this is going to go. This has got Colin Trevorrow back who uh, stepped away for Fallen Kingdom, um, made Jurassic World, stepped away for Fallen Kingdom and is back now. I didn't hate Fallen Kingdom. I mean, it, Jurassic World and Fallen Kingdom are both very flawed in in certain areas, but I'm also a massive sucker but for they're, a Jurassic they're Park fun film. film. They're fun. That's films, it, right? That's exactly it. Yeah, I think they are that kind of, you know, you go in and you hope that there's a little bit more to it, like there was with the first one. What I really liked about Jurassic World was this idea that in a world where that park is successful for a certain amount of time, with today's young audience, that would become boring very, very quickly. Mm. And I really appreciate that that idea in, in that first film. So it's a very simple idea, but, you know, I, I did like that. I did like the way they portrayed it. But 
Fallen Kingdom took it in a little bit of a different direction. You know, some stuff you had to try and get on board with. I was kind of okay with it in the idea that it kind of went full batshit B-movie with a plot point. And I mm. was kind of like, oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, I can see why a lot of people would hate that. But considering the original idea of a lot of Spielberg's early work was taking these crazy B-movie ideas and making them major blockbusters. Yeah, all right, I'll, I'll kind of get on board with that, you know, and see where it goes. Like I said, it is flawed, but I, I was kind of there for it. I really like the idea of this, the fact that I think this is, I don't think there's too many details, but the idea that the dinosaurs are now just kind of taking back over the earth in yeah. certain areas and stuff like that. I really like that. And then I guess that's where the flashbacks come back in. Where yeah. I guess there's going to be like how they used to live compared to maybe now how they live or, or something like that. What do you I, think? I of kind you? of feel it's it's one that I think this is this, this I'm assuming this is going to be the last film they do for, a, for, so. for a very long time. I believe so. It's meant to be like the and closing I, out trilogy. And I'm hoping that there's going to be more significance to the flashback than just this is how the mosquito got into the amber. Because yeah, otherwise, definitely. even even though I think, wow, it, it's it's going to look amazing. What's the point? Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I, you know, yeah. I can imagine what it was like back then. And we've, we've seen it a million times, albeit this is the most up-to-date, scientifically correct, most advanced CGI, probably a bit of puppets in there as well as they move away from CGI again. Good thing, too. And I just think yeah. Yeah. it ha there has to be something more to it. Otherwise, are you just filling up a bit of the film. I don't, yeah, I, agree. I don't know. I agree. I'm excited to see where it goes though, because we haven't seen that before. So I'm excited to see where that where that could go. You know, the the most exciting thing they could have done for me, and they won't do it, is if they brought Samuel Jackson back. Now I know what you're going to say. He died in the first one, but did he really die? Yeah, I mean, did does anyone really ever really die? You, you only see his arm. Yeah, it's true. That is and true. Hit, and how about this? How about this? As a bit of a weird uh, kind of Matrix conspiracy. His arm gets chopped off in Revenge of the Sith, thus proving <laughs> that Samuel Jackson's character in Jurassic Park is Mace Windu. Oh my god! And if he's Mace Windu, then there's no way a dinosaur beat him. He should That's be back. True. That's the crossover we all need: <laughs> dinosaurs versus Jedi. <laughs> Luke Skywalker on, on a Velociraptor. Oh man, that's the one. That's the one you want to say. Hell. Yeah. yeah dude i'm all for this i'm very 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 much looking forward to it unfortunately we've got to wait another year for this. this yeah this isn't coming out until june 10th 2022 so quite they're, a they're, way away i mean they're expecting this to be a massive deal because this whole article is about the fact that coming soon is an extended uh trailer yeah. for it yeah, there. So where this all dropped, where these images come from, for for those of you listening, that don't know, is in front of Fast and the Furious Nine, or just titled F Nine, which opens at the end of this month in IMAX. They're going to be showing a five minute teaser, which I believe is the Cretaceous period stuff. From okay. what I've read, I believe the teaser is that bit. So yeah, we should. Have you before we move on? Have you seen the short film that Colin Trevorrow made just before this, before they right. started this, which is like Jurassic World? So if you and for anyone listening that hasn't seen this, 
if you go on to Colin Gerraro's uh, Twitter account, I believe it is still his pinned. Let me just double check. Uh, yes, it is. So it is still his pinned uh, tweet from September 2019. And it is a little short film called The Battle at Big Rock. And it is maybe the best Jurassic Park film outside of Spielberg's original classic. It is so wow. cool. Yeah, man, it's so good. It's so good. Go and watch it. Go and watch it. It's, it's, it honestly, it's so good. Yeah, absolutely loved it. And that's meant to be a teaser for where this is heading, where the dinosaurs oh, are now just cool. roaming into the real world. It's cool, man. It's really good. Awesome. All right, dude. Moving on to a little thing I did tease a little bit ago. So, as you all know, I'm a big comic book fan and possibly my favourite comic book series of all time, definitely one of my favourite comic book series of all time, is The Sandman. Mm. And as, you know, probably everyone knows, Netflix are currently filming a live-action Sandman series. Now, this is, I mean... God, this goes back years and years and years. Everyone's tried making a Sandman series, and uh, Neil Gaiman's always kind of fought it and made sure it didn't happen unless it was happening the correct way. And finally, he's involved in this. He believes this is the correct way. And what I sent you over was a behind-the-scenes mm. sneak peek that Netflix have released. So we'll get into that in a little bit. But I said that there was some controversy around this. Yeah, before you before you say oh. what that is, so just I'm a massive comic book fan as well. I've read through Sandman a couple of times. I haven't read uh, for a while, so my memory is probably a bit patchy. However, I watched this trailer. Before I tell you what I, I think of it, uh, not trailer, the behind the scenes. I when you said there was some controversy um, with like uh, yeah. fans and what people think, I genuinely can't imagine what you're talking about. Okay, okay. So it isn't really around that behind the scenes. It's around the casting of the film. So certain right. casting decisions have been made that people say have taken away from the original, the original characters in the comics, and it's just Neil Gaiman because Neil Gaiman has, from what I understand, basically full control over this. So he has been involved in the casting process. Uh, of everyone and there is a, a non-binary actor that has been cast and i believe the race of certain color uh, uh, certain characters may have been changed right people have gone do, do you that. know who people i know the one that most people was kicking off about was death was the fact that i believe she is the I believe Def, who is female in the comics, or actually across, depending the on comics, what one you've read. Yeah, but I thought across the comics, I thought Def presented itself yes, in different yes, ways. Yes, 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 yes. Now, yes, you are completely right. However, that is obviously not how most people remember it, and they remember yeah. the the female version and that is the it's, only it was a young were. girl wasn't it yes it was like a, a young yes. a little i can't remember it was either a, a little kid or a teenager i don't know tween maybe yes. i can't yeah. remember that's all that so that's what some people want that's all they want they just want a, a you know girl to play her straight yeah. up female neil gaiman is you know they've taken this in a different way and rightfully so you know like even if it was updating the original material to make it fit for a modern audience 
yeah right on do that i you know why wouldn't you do it why wouldn't you make it as inclusive for as many people as possible however you've had a lot of people say about um this is ruining the original you know material why would you change characters that people are falling in love with you know for a tv show and all this he to his credit he has clapped back all of this to the point where if you go on his twitter and see people arguing with him there are people telling him that he's wrong how <laughs> the fuck are you gonna tell neil gaiman he is wrong about Do his we... choices like you, i just don't imagine that's like going up to stephen king and saying um you know, you know Pennywise. He's he's uh, he, uh, Stephen King saying. Did you know Pennywise is actually this ancient extraterrestrial, multi-dimensional being? It isn't actually a clown. And someone saying, "No, nah, you're wrong there, mate. It's, yeah. it's a clown. That he's got a balloon." Yeah, it's just <laughs> no. Honestly, it's it's so it's so laughable to see people's arguments as well. Where like, there's one guy that literally just was going like just going off on him, saying about how. Yeah, but this isn't the same Neil Gaiman that wrote Sandman back in the day. This is now the new woke, like, pussy version of Neil Gaiman. And it's so fucking stupid. It's, it's like toxic masculinity. I don't even know if it's masculinity, because I wouldn't consider any of these men that are clapping back to be masculine. It is toxic fandom right to to the extreme where they're like oh you know this is ridiculous this is this is crazy but the best thing is like the way he comes back where he's just coming back going well you're obviously not that big of a fan because you haven't read you know you haven't read not that you should read everything but don't come in and say it's one way if you haven't read the whole source material and then don't understand what we've been doing over yeah. you know quite like quite a long like a pu publication period it's it's his work it's his work that he's been very it's crazy protective it's of. Crazy. i think he has probably said we'll, we'll get in the best person for the job well, uh, one of one of the things i saw that was <laughs> absolutely brilliant is where some guy said some guy said to him um uh oh you're just being woke for the for the sake of being woke why didn't you write like why have you not created uh, you know, this is an agenda now, you know, it's an agenda now. So that shows that you're woke because it's never been sank that you've bothered about before. You've never created like characters of color before. And he just quote tweeted it. And he's like, no, it's not like I wrote something called American gods or anything. <laughs> it's just <laughs> like, you don't even know the guy's history. You're like, you're literally going off at him. Well, you have no is, idea about the characters he's created. You don't know as well. You know, the industry back then, I mean, this is like 30 years old. The industry back then, everyone would have been expecting to see constantly white people as, yeah, the, as yeah. the vast majority. Um, so you, you, you've got no idea what pressure someone could have been under from the, the publishers and that kind of thing. Well, we like this character, but, you know, it's not going to hit our readers. Oh, or whatever. Of course. And if you actually look back at Neil Gaiman's history, the fact that he does have so many characters of different race, sexuality you name it you know he covers quite a lot of bases in you know a lot of stuff that dates back you know 10 20 whatever years he's been at the forefront of fighting this shit like he's one of those authors that you can't have this argument with you just can't have this argument with him he's been doing this stuff since he started like to say that he's changed for the netflix thing like you're ridiculous you just don't understand you don't understand the man's 
body of work. You just don't. You can't. I mean, they've they've, they've cast uh, a woman as Lucifer, haven't they? Yes. Now, I seem to remember in the comics, and I might be wrong, I seem to remember Lucifer being fairly androgynous, but uh, a male character. And I, I seem to remember, you know, white flowing clothes. And I seem to remember there's a scene in hell and there's like a giant fly and Beelzebub and this weird eyeball hell king as well. And Lucifer being one of them when Morpheus goes into hell. Yes. And they've cast a woman to play, play Lucifer. Lucifer, And I, I mean, it, it doesn't even register. I mean, it's why, why not? I mean, these, you know, one, if these these are genderless characters. These aren't human beings. They could be whatever they want to be. Secondly, it's Neil Gaiman's damn book. He can do whatever he, can do whatever he wants. He, he can do whatever he wants. He can do honestly the, do whatever he wants. The, the only thing I would be upset about, um, and you may disagree with me here, but so allow, allow me to explain myself. The only one I would disagree about is if they've made Morpheus different from a white man. And the reason I say that is because... The imagery in the comic of his very, very pale skin against the blue-black hair, I think, is iconic. When I think of the Sandman, I think of that image. Well, I think of the mask, and then I think of that very stark black, dark blue hair, white face. And I think if they'd made the decision to cast someone else, for me at least, it wouldn't be the Sandman. More fierce. Yeah, yeah, I see where you're coming from. I see where you're coming from. I think... I wouldn't least, be that least, concerned with it. At least in this iteration. See, for me, I, yeah. I mean, I would say do this, and then when, once it's done, if they want to do future ones, I just think it's it's so ingrained in my mind that that is Morpheus. It's like, I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a massive oh, I completely, fan. I completely like... agree. That is definitely, yeah, that is definitely the look, and they have gone with that look. Yeah, exactly. When, I saw, me... when I saw who they'd cast, I thought, yes, he can play Morpheus easily. I think personally for me, like looks is only part of it and it's what the character embodies. It's, it's the, true. The... And I've, I've undone everything I've said because of course Morpheus can look however it wants. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I think, yeah, I'll be interested to see where they take that actually. And I, I should correct myself. It isn't death that is non-binary. It is desire. But um, uh, death is played by a black actress. And I believe that's what everyone was kicking off about. Because in the comics, do you know what? That's even worse. Black female, but so, yeah, it's so yeah, it's what? crazy, right? That they're kicking off about someone the an, an actress's skin color that's playing. It's ridiculous. You ain't even seen it. You ain't even seen it. it. Like it's it's fucking ridiculous. Like if you watch it and you don't think she was the right actor for the part, yeah, and you wanna respectfully but critically say that you don't think she was the right actor for the part yeah. fair enough like if you are ever gonna say she doesn't deserve it purely because the color of her skin like go get fucked like i like i have no like i will not beat around the bush about that like if your idea is purely someone does not deserve the opportunity because mm-hmm. the color of her skin fuck off like if I, like and, and Neil Gaiman probably would have this same opinion, but if anything I create that would be your opinion of, I don't want you watching it anyway. Mm. I don't want you as part of that fandom. I don't want that. You know, you, you've got something fucking wrong with you. If like, you genuinely mm. think like that, 
Like, if you're not... Imagine being... Like me and you are, Chris, right? Imagine being a sad, like a big Sandman fan. You love Sandman. You love the stories. You love the comics. You love the unique world of Sandman. Now, imagine Netflix have picked up the Sandman and Neil Gaiman's involved. Finally, the guy Massive that is involved. Massive budget. Probably it the best amazing. home for it, right? A, a home that doesn't have to rely on ads or anything like that. They are going to throw the money at the wall. Now, imagine you are getting a series with Neil Gaming behind, with a with a A-list cast, right? And you have been waiting forever for this. Imagine just not being happy about that because the actress that is playing Death is not white. Like, like literally, that's the only thing. And you're you're like, no, I can't get on board with this. Go get your head checked. Yeah, go you're get, right. Go and get your fucking head people, People's concerns here are nothing to do, really. And that is nothing to do with the creativity of the work, the creative direction of the work. Yeah. It's racism, pure and simple. It's racism. It's that racism. That's all it is. It's racism. Because here's the other thing. I love a salmon. It ain't fucking real. It's a comic. It ain't real. <laughs> yeah, There's that point as well. It ain't real. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. It's just so fucking crazy. It's so crazy, man. I just, I honestly don't understand it. But let's move on to to happier things, right? Because I think... Me and you and, and everyone listening to this, right, we, we've made no mistake of our hatred for this kind of stuff. So anyone that's still listening to this podcast, you are probably in agreement with us. That stuff is ridiculous, you know. Equal opportunity for everyone is not taking opportunities from anyone else. It's purely it's just equal opportunity for everyone. And why wouldn't you want to see that? Why would you not want to enrich yourself with nice. people from all over the world and different cultures and interpretation of characters from people Didn't, that um... might not have got 10 years ago? Come on. Was there the same issue with The Cursed Child, where the stage play, Hermione, was played Hermione, by a black yeah. actress? Yeah. Same, yeah. same thing. There was uproar from people. I mean, Man, like... What? It's just crazy. It's not real. It's not real. Just just enjoy it. You know, and you know what? If you can't get on board with that and you can't go, just don't go. Just don't watch it. Just don't... But keep, you know, keep your opinions to yourself. That, like, I, I don't get that. Like, I don't think that makes you any stronger of a human being or makes you some like masculine man or standing up for your country or stand that just makes you a fucking arsehole it's you're, you not, know what's... you're not you're weak you're weak you're not strong you're weak i i it, the thing that becomes really apparent is and i'm not diminishing the hatred that people must go through but you see a lot of the moment um in england about um anti-semitism um, there's a lot about like online hatred of uh, transgender people and non-binary people, and and obviously that's terrible. But there still seems to be this fundamental: someone's black, they can't do that. This person can't play that part because they're black. It just seems to be that even after all this time, you think as countries we've moved forward, there's still that absolute gutter view that someone is less than you because of the yes. color of their skin i if i had to sum it over i i think when it comes down to it it's got nothing to do with that it's got nothing to do with the color of someone's skin or it's got nothing to do with the where someone comes from or their religion or whatever it is because that doesn't make sense like fundamentally that doesn't make sense that you you would genuinely think someone is less because of that. the the pure reality is it is people that are very unhappy with who they are. 
They're very yeah. unhappy with their lives. They're very unhappy that they have not carved out the opportunities they believe they deserve. And they need something to moan about because moaning about something makes them feel better. Complaining about something makes them feel like they have some worth. They have a say in something, right? They they yeah. have a say. They they can stamp their flag in the ground and say, nope, I'm not moving from this, from this argument because this is what I believe, right? Even though they don't, if you genuinely, you don't even need an argument. You, you genuinely want a conversation with them about why, why, why do you actually feel that way? They can't do it. They can't explain it. They can't, you know, it just turns to, you know, the, the most unintelligent hate you can imagine because they actually can't express themselves because they have no idea why they feel that way. Nah. The truth is they feel that way because they feel they need a stamp on something. They need an argument on something. And, you know, why would you, you go back to this? Why would you really get upset that death is played by a black actress? Or why would you get upset that a, a non-binary actress is, uh, actor is playing Desire. Desire. Why why would you get up? Why genuinely why would that upset you in your day-to-day life? It doesn't. But what it probably comes from is that when you were into comic books and when you were reading Sandman 15 years ago, you were bullied for it. Because comic books weren't popular 15, 20 years ago. Oh, yeah. So you were bullied for it. So now you feel like you have to, you know, you had to defend yourself back then. You had to, you know, you had to put up with people bullying you and the, the funny thing is most people that go through that they don't come out the other side going cool i don't ever want anyone else to feel like that because that felt like shit they come out of it being a bully themselves and they come out of it turning to themselves and so now you know they have this thing where they're like well i went through shit being a comic book fan when it wasn't popular and people picked on me and girls didn't like me or whatever it was so now i've got to defend it to its core and gatekeep from other people mm. when it should be the polar fucking opposite and it I, should be I, like people didn't let me in before people didn't I, accept me before so now i'm going to accept everyone now I, now i'm going to open the door for everyone because i don't want anyone to feel that way but people don't do that it, in my opinion that's what it really comes down to i i mean i i have no evidence to say that this was the case um i, I really don't remember but I'm nearly 100% sure there would have been this same backlash when um, Miles was introduced as Spider-Man. Oh, as, yeah. You know, the first black Spider-Man. I, I could imagine people would have been in uproar. And um, for, for those uh, that don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm white. I'm, I'm very white. In fact, my, my uh, grandparents were Austrian. <laughs> Can't really get much whiter than Can't that. Get much whiter than that. Um, so and my, my son's white. Uh, my youngest, well, all, all my children are white, but my youngest say. son <laughs> loves loves Spider Man. You know who his favourite Spider Man is? Miles Morales. Yeah. He just it gives you hope, you know, that he just doesn't see it as a, as an issue at all. That Spider Man to him, he knows that kids are not Spider Man, but is, he loves. There's Miles. no kid in the world that's born with hate. Exactly. There is no, there is no kid in the world that is born with hate. It is not something people are born with. People, if people are born with anything, they're born with love. From, from the moment you drop, you are, you are born with love. Hate is taught. Hate comes from your parents. It comes from the people around you. So Kids basically, racist. what you're saying is I'm a, I'm a fantastic parent. Yeah, it's, damn right. Damn right, insane. man. I, I've told you that before. I've told you that before. You, like, no, you no shit. <laughs> Dude, no shit. Like, you are. 
the, 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 you know, the conversations me and you have had about the stuff you open your kids up to, the, the idea of different religions, you know, via music and stuff like that, and, yeah, and you know, different races and stuff like that, and equal opportunity for everyone and stuff like that. That's the way that, like, I don't understand why you wouldn't do that. I don't understand why you would condemn your kids to anything less, because that's what you're doing. You are, you are making, you are giving your kids a shorthand if you are giving them any less than a than a wide open world. Yeah, completely, completely, completely agree with you there, Scott. It's just crazy, man. So anyway, dude, yeah. big Sandman fans, let's get back to it. Let's actually. I was gonna say, yeah, that, that, the that behind thing. the scenes, good, didn't it? Oh man, yeah, I know, yeah, <laughs> dude, but you know what? It just. Ah, man, maybe I shouldn't go off as much as I do, but I, it just winds me up. I don't get it. I just don't get it. I'm sure Neil Gaiman would be very happy if they just did everyone a favour and just didn't watch it and didn't comment on it. Yeah, damn right. Yeah. Means have that opinion. I don't like it. I don't agree with it, yeah. but no one cares, so shut up. Damn right. Yeah, damn right, man. Right, behind the scenes. This looked excellent, right? I thought it looked absolutely fantastic. Oh, the, my God, the, it looks like, the budget, it looked like it was a, um, it looked like it was like Harry Potter's level of millions and millions of pounds yeah. of the production. It looked absolutely fantastic. Oh, they, man, the fact that they're designing all those giant sets, that makes me so happy that it's not just like green screen and stuff. Oh. It's, it's all, and even like, even like Morpheus's mask. Yeah. That looks so good. How cool is that? And you could see Neil Gaiman. He's he's literally looking around in wonder. Say, yeah, you yeah. can see him looking at things, thinking that's that's it. That's what was in my head. Oh, it's so good, man! Like the the scale of it. The like you said, the props, the mask, the sets. Oh, everything. Like I just love that it's just not a because with this especially, I think you could have easily fallen into the green screen trap. You oh, just yeah. shoot all green screens, right? And it would kind of work in a way, but the fact that they're doing it with all real sets, real props, obviously going to enhance it with a bit of visual effects. But man, yeah, I'm just, it just makes me so happy to see that I'm so finally getting the, the love and care it deserves. Do, do we know anything about when it's coming out? No, I don't believe so. I, is, it, is it wrapped or is it in production? No, it's in, from what I understand, it's in production now. It started filming now. So, I mean, so probably sometime next year. Yeah, best case, best case, sometime next year has to be right. I don't think they're going to drop it this year. Nah, I wouldn't have thought so. No, I think this will be next year. But what a thing to look forward to next year. I don't know though. I don't know though. I could see this as like a uh, winter viewing. I could see it as a winter viewing if I believe the next season of Stranger Things is dropping at the end of the year. Oh, is it? So based on that, I don't know if they'd want them because that's going to be, you know, they're going to go for a big old push on Stranger Things. So I think, yeah, they might hold off on this. I don't think they want them to clash, but, you know, they could bring Stranger. I think Stranger Things is done. You know, it was meant to come out a while ago, I think. So if they bring that forward a bit, could we get this Christmas time? Maybe. That that'd be good. I, I do feel like uh, Sandman could be. Do you know what I've got in mind? One of like the Christmassy BBC productions. And I know I know the budget <laughs> is way way out of the BBC's league, but I just I just, just feel like I would enjoy this cozying up in winter time. Oh, not that I've got a, not that I've got a fire or anything, Scott. You know, cozying up by yeah. the radiator. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
yeah exactly oh man i completely agree this would be a great win to watch i with that said then i could see it dropping like around new year maybe january time because they could get that done like if they're filming now get it done within like the next month or two yeah, that would that would be a, a January twenty to get the first few episodes. Yeah, to get. I reckon the that could be right. Yeah, I reckon so. All right, dudes, that's enough of that. Let's get on to the creepy little link of the week, or should I say, the unsettling <laughs> link of the week. This one you have uh, you've outdone yourself here. This oh, is you, you enjoyed it. Oh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, you know, you know, I'm a sucker for this. This is why you sent it over to me, but it is. <laughs> It's, it's damn creepy, man. Go on. What is it? So I had in my mind, I thought, I want to find something with a puppet. So I hadn't seen this before. Um, I didn't know who this guy was. Um, he's got a massive YouTube channel, loads of videos uh, like this. His name's Graham Annabel, and he does the Grickle uh, comic book series for Dark Horse co- uh, Comics. I'd, I wasn't familiar with his work. And I watched this and I loved it. Loved the uh, the style of it, which, which I'll come on to in a minute. Uh, but I just had in mind, I wanted to send you something to do with a puppet. And <laughs> I, I found this uh, called Dummy. And I watched it and I thought, man, it is really, really unsettling. And yeah, w- what did you think of it? I I was not expecting it to go, to go the way it went. And <laughs> yeah, this is, again, like we keep getting some of these creepy links where just in case you're someone that watches the creep link after we talk about it, I, I really don't want to spoil the um, yeah. exactly what happens here. But yeah, I was not expecting this to go the way it went. I really like the animation. I think the animation is quite creepy, actually. It's a very good choice of animation. Yeah. The yeah. music is very good. The fact that there's no dialogue at all, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. There's, some, there's some muttering. There's some muttering from the dummy. Yes, there is. Yes, there um, is. You're correct. Yeah. You are correct. And that is the fact that that's all there is, really, in terms of dialogue is great. The first time you see that, the first time he like pops out of the trunk and uh, and is by the side of the bed. I'm not going to say any more than that. But yeah, yeah, that is that is great. That is. I mean, it got dark very quick. Yeah, it did. It gets dark very quickly. It's creepy. It's unsettling. It, man, it's great. I actually felt. The the art style reminded me of the old Pink Panther ones with uh, Inspector Clouseau, um, you know that kind of pointy nosed, all all head kind of shape. Um, Good point. Rem- reminded yeah. me of that. Um, I'm assuming it's been done digitally, but it looks like it's almost like chalk or charcoal chalk. lines. Yeah, yeah. And well, yeah, um, the the kind of uh, harpsichord, really dissonant music. The two combined, it really reminded me of a 70s late 60s amicus horror okay what one just just the general feel oh just the general just, just the general feel the general yeah i'm with you yeah uh, production. Like the, i'm with you the, it has got that it's got a very the funny old time the lingering shots and the kind of dling. yes dling. yes yeah. just it just struck us i mean um you want to talk about good and bad parenting my dad uh, as i said before my parents split up when i was nine and well before my parents split up, my dad was letting me watch Amicus Horrors. So they've got a special place in my yeah. heart and nightmares. So when I saw this, it, it triggered something. And I thought, Amicus, it just, there's, there's something about it that really, yeah. he, he got it right for me. I thought it was really unsettling. It, man, I'm with you. 
I'm with you. It's it's very that's that's what I said. It's not so much a creepy link, it's an unsettling. Like it is unsettling, yeah. Really unsettling, yeah, man. Yeah, well done. I'm not gonna say any more about it because like I said, if if you are someone that watches it after the podcast, go and watch it, check it out. It's called Dummy. Chris, you outdone yourself again. As you always do. You you always do, sir. You you never disappoint on these creepy link of the week. Never. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me again, dude. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of pressure for the next one, right? Exactly. Oh, God. <laughs> ne- next time I'll send you a clip of Paul Blart Mall Cop because, hey, is oh, there anything man. scarier than that? Not really. That, that's a that's a pretty terrifying I don't thing. know why. I, I've said this. I don't know why I keep saying that because I quite you love like the film. film. It's just an easy target for it me. But I do like target. it. It is an easy target. Yeah. All right, dude. Thank you so much for joining me. And I do apologize again boys and girls for the uh delay in getting these out there the next couple of weeks may be a little bit like this but um yeah we will try and get these out any you know, any reason least. scott got anything coming up in the next couple of weeks we do yeah we've got the um a little thing called the black sunday film festival coming oh, really? up at the, uh, at the end of june well i'm not going to tell you too much because i think the next episode we're going to do chris is a full breakdown so yeah so stay tuned cool. for the next episode that will be coming until next time, boys and girls, stay very, very safe. Cheers, guys. Bye.